Hello everyone! Today I'm talking about having a goal weight and why the scale isn't always your friend with regards to tracking progress. Now when I first started out my fitness journey four years ago, I most certainly had a goal weight. In my mind, I associated being a certain weight with being healthy. And yet if I actually take the time to reflect on the last time I was that weight, it wasn't because I was healthy. And for me, my weight goal was, uh, I think between 130 to 135 pounds. And I'm someone who is five foot eight. So what is healthy for me and my particular body at that height is also going to be different for different individuals. But that was the weight that I thought was going to be healthy for me and something that I was aspiring to. And yet, when I think back to when I was that weight, the only time I was really ever that weight was after I'd been really sick, you know, where you've either had like the stomach flu or haven't been able to eat for like three or four days. And you know, you've lost water weight, you're not healthy, you're not eating. And yet, despite those being the only reasons I was ever, you know, able to get to that weight for short periods of time, that's the goal weight that I had in my mind. And I think this is sometimes where it can be problematic to get caught up in having a weight and associating that with success. Because if you are trying to lose weight, there's also a difference between fat loss and weight loss. And I think this is something that a lot of people don't differentiate between. So I think it is really important to address because you can absolutely lose weight and see the scale go down, but it does not mean that you are losing fat. And I would say for most of us, that is the actual goal, fat loss. We're not trying to lose our muscle. We're not trying to, you know, decrease our bone density. Absolutely not. We're trying to reduce our body fat in order to be, at, you know, a healthy weight. And I think that if we're only using the scale as an indicator of progress, it can be really challenging to also focus on the other kinds of progress that we tend to make when we make um, focusing on health and nutrition an actual lifestyle. Because essentially, if I, to this day, only focused on the scale as an indicator of how much I've achieved, I would actually be a failure because from where I started my fitness journey at 142 pounds, I now weigh more than that. And I average probably between say 147 to 150 pounds if I'm just kind of maintaining my weight. And so this is kind of why a goal weight can be problematic. Because like I said, I would literally be considering myself a failure, you know, weighing more than I did when I start than when I started. Um, and this is kind of the part where it's really important to track your progress in other ways beyond the scale. Because the reality is, I have lost fat. I have, you know, changed my clothing sizes. I wear smaller clothes now. I have more energy. I'm a lot stronger than I was before. And I have a much healthier relationship with food. And all of these things are not represented anywhere if all I'm focusing on is a goal weight or focusing on the number on the scale. And 
as I have found my balance with regards to health and fitness, um, I have seen changes in my physique as well. And while initially when I first started, I did lose weight. I went from 142 pounds down to 138. And absolutely, that is, you know, progress weight wise and scale wise. But that number does not really tell the whole picture. Because in order to get down to 138 pounds, I was doing excessive amounts of cardio. I was really restricting my calories. I was permanently in a calorie deficit and I was overtraining and really um, having a miserable time because I wasn't able to participate in social events. I wasn't eating out. I had a lot of anxiety about eating foods that I didn't make and I was really restricting the way I lived my life and socialize in order to get down, you know, say three more pounds to 135 pounds, because in my head, that was the, the goal. And I was totally disregarding how my body was feeling. I was training when I was sick. I was, you know, training when I had a fever and none of those things are helpful or, you know, sustainable. And this is kind of why it's really important to often step away from what we think is going to be a healthy weight because I've said this before, but health looks different for everyone and what is considered healthy for you and what feels good for you might not necessarily be healthy for someone else. And this is why it's also really important to, you know, not play that comparison game. Even when it comes to people who are your same height and weight, I did a post on Instagram, um, quite a while ago. And the hashtag, if you want to look it up is just get fit. How tall are you? Because so many people always, you know, they see my weight and they're like, how tall are you? Because they assume that, you know, at a certain height, you should be a certain weight. And I do understand that medically speaking, there are, you know, guidelines and such for what is considered healthy and, you know, ways to track like your BMI. But I will say that like there's some really strong individuals out there who are really healthy and if all we focused on was their BMI, they'd be considered obese. And so there's a lot of different ways to track progress and not all of them are going to be um, accurate with regards to you like BMI. Um, but BMI is also a really great indicator for some individuals as to um, their health. And so this is when it's good to, you know, talk to your doctor or medical professional, do your own research and figure out, you know, is this a good way for me to track my progress? Um, but that post that I was talking about on Instagram where, you know, this is my height. I have another friend um, on social media and she is the same height as me, but her average weight was about 130 pounds and my average weight is 150 pounds. And so that's like gen genetically speaking, we are, we have different body compositions. You know, I don't know if it's like a bone density thing or whatever it is, but as like at the same height, we are a 20 pound difference and my weight is very sustainable for me and her weight is very sustainable for her. And both of us are healthy at those weights. And so this is why I think it can be really problematic to focus on, you know, Oh, well, so-and-so weighs this, so that must be healthy and something that I can also aspire to. 
No, there's also individuals out there who are considered hard gainers, which means that in order for them to put on any weight, they have to work really hard and have to eat a significant number of calories to do so. That is certainly not me. I am not a hard gainer. I can eat a decent amount of calories, but you know, I do have my limits with regards to if I eat you know, consistently over 3,000 calories a day, I am going to gain weight. And so you need to make sure that you are only comparing yourself to yourself. And so with regards to tracking your progress, it is really important that you are looking at the entire picture. Because yes, I have gained weight since starting four years ago, but I have also gained muscle. And I have stopped being in a calorie deficit, you know, 365 days a year. I'm able to socialize. I'm able to go out for meals with friends and family a couple times a week. And since putting on, you know, those extra pounds, I have noticed huge changes in my energy levels. I'm not nearly as tired as I was all the time. It's a lot easier to see strength gains and progress in the gym. I am physically stronger. I, um, physique wise have built a lot of muscle over the years and overall, I just feel a lot better than I was when I was trying to reach my goal weight and be at a body weight, which is not necessarily healthful or sustainable for me. And like I said, if I was just using the number on the scale as an indicator of progress, I'd be considering myself a failure. So this is why it's really important to use other methods to track your progress. Things such as progress pictures can be great. Um, checking in with your strength gains. You know, if you're doing chest pressing, started out with 10 pounds and now you can do 15. That is progress. Even body measurements. And I know body measurements are a little bit tricky, but if you've got a measuring tape, there are quite a few YouTube videos and even tutorials online of how to take your measurements and to track progress. I personally ask clients to do this and it can be a great indicator of changes physique wise um, over time and is a really good way to track progress beyond the scale. Other ways that I like to track progress are things like how my clothes fit, mental growth and changes with regards to my late relationship with food and my ability to eat certain things. And then there's more, I guess I'd say traditional ways of tracking progress, which include um, calipers. If you have someone who has them, they are a good way to, you know, it's like, it's uh, like a little metal tool and they basically pinch your fat on certain parts of your area, depending on if you're a male or female. And from there you can get an estimation of your body fat percentage. Other ways to do this would include things like a DEXA scan or an in-body scan. But I will say with regards to those three things, they are going to vary. And whenever you're tracking your progress, you need to track it in such a way where you're comparing apples to apples because calipers, if you have one individual do them, not everyone does it exactly the same. And this is kind of where it can be problematic because, you know, if I take your measurements, you might come in at say 22% body fat. If you have another trainer do it, you might come in at, you know, 20% body fat. It's just a matter of there's that human element involved. And when it comes to scans like the in-body one or the DEXA scan, those also can be great indicators, but they do have their own flaws as well because the it's, it's essentially impossible to accurately 
track your body fat percentage while you're living. And for this reason, it's really good to make sure that you are comparing the same methods to each other. So I, this is a, this is one that I I did a post on as well. And I had in my in-body scan, say on a Tuesday, I measured in at 18%. And the day before I had a DEXA scan and my body fat percentage came in at 25%. So that is a 7% body fat change over two days. And it has nothing to do with what I was eating. I didn't, you know, go into the sauna and sit there for 12 hours and, you know, lose a whole bunch of water weight. These are just differences from machine to machine and how they, you know, actually measure your body fat. And even things like your hydration levels can impact that. So this is why I really encourage you to, if you are going to utilize any of these techniques to compare them to each other and like only DEXA scan to DEXA scan, not in body to DEXA scan, because if you're doing that, you are going to see some major fluctuations and that's really just not going to be accurate or helpful to you. So utilize the ones that are beneficial to you, that are easily accessible, and even just ones that are cost-effective because I know a lot of the body scans you do have to pay for. Um, so just, just remember whatever you're trying to do, make sure you're tracking in multiple ways. It's really good to assess your progress in different forms. And please do not forget about that mental progress that you make. It is so important. And I know I always say this, but it's the biggest, you know, that's the, that's the progress I'm most proud of and that has most impacted my life positively overall. So don't negate that. Even if you're not seeing the scale move in the direction you want, it does not mean you are not making progress or that you are not getting closer to where you actually want to be. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at justget.fit or email me for one-on-one nutrition coaching at Nikki at justget.fit.